Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, thank you for another week of the best, the worst, and in-betweens of being a kinship carer, kinship kid, and everything in between. Now, this episode is going to be an interview with Dr. Angela Tobin, OTD, who is one of the, basically the person in charge of Kinship Caregivers Connect. Now, this is a charity. She she plain she's not actually a charity. It's a, it's a foundation, I suppose it would be. Um, they're not currently it's based in Ohio in America and it's it's difficult to get charity status there but they obviously are working on that so they're based in Ohio uh, and they are a kinship group uh, which it's really really nice to, to, to hear that there are groups around the world and obviously you know here in the UK we have our kinship care Liverpool and if you go to their website which is um, it'll be on obviously on the link but HTTP so it's kinship care Givers connect or one word.com and they have a lot of information in regards to kinship care and it may seem like you go oh but this is to do with ohio a lot of it a lot of the the, the emotional side of things it really does help everyone and i definitely would recommend going to that site um it has a great little section where you can actually look at things that they recommend so there's books there's articles there's those type of things um I, I, I talk about it throughout the interview. Uh, she she has a TED talk, which I've if you if you hear can she care Liverpool, I've sent you the link, but I'll put the link again on here. Uh, great TED talk on YouTube. Uh, you can see it there. It's free. Uh, it's about fifteen minutes, so it doesn't take a lot of time, but it really does explain. You know, if you if you were sitting there thinking, you know, I hate having to explain what kinship care is over and over and over again. You, know, you may want to just send them the, the person, you know, the social workers, whoever it is, the link to this and just say, look, just watch this and then come back to me. Um, but they are a great group. Uh, they have things like virtual supports. Uh, they have little talks like we do at Liverpool about like loss and suicide watch and you know, we have the open discussions. It's all via Zoom, although they do do in-person things, as she explains, but it is a great um great organization and it's really nice to have a, have a word with her so this is this is our interview that we had <laughs> hi it's so great to be here my name's angela tobin and yeah i guess the way i got into kinship is very personal as i think it is with a lot of people um so i have some kinship experiences within my own family although i'm not a caregiver myself i saw my grandparents raise my younger cousin from when he was like five years old through like 13 so definitely a long time and um just to see like i don't know the fulfillment it brought them but also the challenges especially as they got older and their health declined um so unfortunately my grandparents passed away like a year within each other and after that happened my cousin moved in with my parents his aunt and uncle for two years and now he's in college and doing well but it was just like hard to be away at college at that time and I really wanted to support my family it was also during COVID so it was just a really stressful time for our family and I wanted to start something that could support other kinship caregivers too um, just because again I saw really the challenges that came along with it so that's how I started in the world of kinship care yeah and you've got your website which is the kinship care kinship caregivers connect.com and obviously I'll put all the links on there because you do quite a lot of stuff with with them. I, I was looking at your website, but uh, you do a lot with Zoom. Do you do you meet up like we here in Liverpool? We do like coffee mornings. Do you meet up yeah. regularly, or is it all on Zoom and virtual? Yeah, that's a great question. So we started actually in June of 2020, right after COVID hit. So we started completely virtually, 
And we call ourselves like an online support group, but really we offer other resources as well. We do meet twice a week because I know kinship caregivers are very busy. So I like to provide like a morning time and an evening time option. Um, and it's all like whatever caregivers can make. Obviously, I don't expect people to be able to come twice a week. Some people use it that way. Some people come once a month or once a week. Um, but yeah, so we have been meeting on Zoom and I found that it actually caregivers say that it's easier because they don't have to find childcare or transportation. And, um, you know, it's a little bit more flexible with the busy lives they have. So we've stayed on Zoom, but we have added some in-person kinship celebrations. We started off doing it once a year. Now we do it twice a year. And that's like a really great time to get together, celebrate each other and like, you know, hug each other and see each other in person. Um, so that's currently what we're doing. And we try to post a bunch of resources on our website too. So it's not just for like caregivers in Ohio, but others are welcome to visit and kind of see what we have on there. Some of it is state specific, but other is just like can apply to kinship caregivers anywhere. Yeah, that's sounds like you're doing quite a lot. I mean, with us, we do our coffee morning, which is in person and it's nice to sit there and eat toast and have cups of coffee and tea and have it is. That. But if you can do it on Zoom, I, I suppose I did see that they were at a different time. So I suppose that does help with school runs and things like that. Um, yeah. What were the actual, you obviously created the, the charity I, I presume you registered as a charity you seem to be all that but what was your aim was it to give information or was it to sort of bring people together or just yeah well it actually kind of came together like it, I didn't really plan for it to grow as quickly as it did I'm actually still working on becoming like an independent nonprofit. I am like a fiscal agent to another nonprofit because I did start this as a student it was like a small grant from the university I was at. So I just tried it to see where it would go. And then after a year and a half, we ended up getting a contract with the state of Ohio, um, Ohio can. Um, so they're our main funding partners and it kind of grew faster than I could have planned for or imagined. Um, yeah, so we are working on getting the charity official, I guess, in a nonprofit. But could you repeat the second part of the question? I'm sorry. Oh, just in regards to what your aims were as, as oh. part of, was it just to give information or to help out or give guidance? Sure. Or... When I applied for the grant, I had noticed there really weren't many kinship caregiver support groups in Ohio. Um, so the aim was to have that platform for caregivers. I think my biggest thing is like building community and providing that safe and accepting place for kinship caregivers because I feel like in so many systems and all the things they have to navigate, they don't really have many safe places. And I've just heard that unless you're talking with someone who's kind of in those shoes, it's really hard for other people to understand and it can be very isolating. So I just wanted to create that community and it's really been brought to life and definitely feels like a family in a lot of ways. So that's been cool to see. So that was my main goal. And then also to provide resources and information on like all the broad ranges of topics. We have, speakers come to our group like I think like four times a month pretty frequently talking about you know mental health trauma legal issues and kinship care we have someone talking about uh, human trafficking like really just like the wide range of things that affect caregivers cyber safety taking care of yourself so providing that accurate information because I think as a caregiver that's also hard to come across navigating so many different systems so those were the two main goals and 
yeah, it's been a it's been a great ride, and it's just been my greatest pleasure, honestly, meeting so many caregivers. It is. I mean, I mean, I'm a kinship carer myself. I look after my nephew, and it's surprising when you join these groups of how many people there are, and there's literally hundreds and probably thousands. Uh, I, I noticed in your TED talk you talk about like literally the millions of, of pounds that gets. Uh, saved by the government so you think that they would embrace it a lot more do you get a lot of uh, local or like governmental support for the kinship carers or did you sort of have to figure it out themselves so we do have this is in ohio specifically there is a something called a kinship navigators program i'm not sure if you've heard of those programs or not but pretty much it's a program called Ohio Can that helps caregivers navigate all the different systems. So it's kind of like case management. Um, and that has been great in connecting caregivers to different mental health resources and financial resources of what is there and what they're eligible for. But honestly, like caregivers have really openly shared about, you know, using therapy and counseling for themselves and how helpful that has been. And I think just breaking the stigma around mental health and like it is okay to get help and you all are experiencing a lot of stress and strain at once so like the kids often benefit that from that but you can too as caregivers um so it's been great to see caregivers really embrace you know caring for themselves and healing themselves in the process too uh, but there's always a need for more you know mental health support preventative support so families don't have to re reach like a crisis point before they they can't get help they, yeah, absolutely do. I mean, it's it's interesting when we do our uh, coffee mornings and things, the one thing I always hear is, oh, did you know? And nine times out of ten when you say, did you know, and you tell them something, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, you, and it's it's a great way of getting information uh, across because, you know, as you say, there's just so little about kinship. Um, you know, I, it was interesting when you made your comment about this being the first sort of kinship-centric uh, podcast because it is. Uh, when yeah. I... I, I like listening to things. I, I learn audibly. Uh, so I went on to like, um, like the podcast alley or wherever it was, just yeah. typed in kinship and I found it's like six, six episodes of random podcasts that weren't really it was like a five minute section. And then when you yeah. go to a library and you get a book out and it would be a, a thousand page book. I, I, I usually use this as the analogy that there's a book I got, which I can't put my hands, you know, but it was a 700 page book about care, of which seven pages was about kinship care and it was just yeah. but and if and if you go into amazon you go into you, yeah. there's just nothing there um it's so, true. so it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like no one knows that a kinship care until someone tells them that they are yeah. which was the case for us as well um yeah. just in regards I, oh sorry i just want to make a comment on that quickly something that always makes me sad but also gives me a louder voice is I feel like kinship care always falls between the cracks. Like with every system, there's no like kinship care system or support. So I feel like just like the lack of awareness, like you were saying in general, I feel like caregivers feel forgotten about or under-recognized or under-appreciated because, you know, they just fall through the cracks among all the systems. And I think that's why it's so important to raise our voices. And they do save the child welfare system money too. And like the government, they save them so much money. But I think it's easy for people to, you know, not recognize them because they're caring for family, not realizing kind of all of that comes with that. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, you make the comment in your TED talk about how obviously because it's family, well, you should do it anyway. And it's and it, there, there is that aspect of, yes, you know, I love the story you tell about 
literally you'd you'd have to turn up and the social worker would say or whoever would say you basically have to take this child or they would get lost in the system which is such a frightening thing to hear especially if you if you bonded in any way with that child Uh, so you have a split second to make this life-changing decision which if you ask someone else to make you know you make this the the comment that i always make which is you you don't choose to be a kinder carer you you choose to foster you choose to but you don't wake up one morning and think i'm a kinder carer today um it's 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 usually out of catastrophe or yeah neglect or abuse or anything like that um but yeah it's it's hard to find i mean we're we're in the uk with we've we always find that we get lumbered into the fostering side as well. So it's always yeah. said like, oh, you know, kinship and fostering. And it's almost like you've forgotten yeah. about uh, where you kind of try. Yeah. You kind of tell them, you know, it, we are our own entity. We're completely different from fostering. I did a, an episode literally explaining what the differences were. And although there's gray areas, it's, uh, it's difficult. Um, just in regards yeah. to, I mean, with yourself in obviously I don't know much about Ohio. Do you have any any famous kinship kids or any carers that you know of that um, yeah. that you can relate to or you know, point to successes and things like that? Well, you have allowed me to bring up one of my favorite people. Um, Simone Biles is actually from Columbus, Ohio, the Olympic gymnast, and oh. I'm like her biggest fan. But she was actually raised by her grandparents and speaks like openly about it. And she was placed in the foster system for some time and had a really traumatic experience with it. And then her grandparents took her in. And just to see like how far she's gone, how successful she is, how much of like that stability has given her to, you know, thrive and literally be the world's best gymnast in my opinion. Um, it's just really cool. And it's my dream to at some point get in contact with her. I don't think it will happen, but you know, we can try. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that I mean a lot of them do. I mean, we um obviously our, our most fa- here in Liverpool, our most famous kinship kid is John Lennon. Obviously, I can't contact him, but it's great to have someone like that. Uh, you, you could say, well, you know, a lot of people when they when they're in the kinship care, they kind of think that they're lost. Or you know, you kind of say, well, you could do this. You could become one of the greatest musicians in the entire universe. And there's a lot of people. Yeah, you. Um, a lot of people who are kinship kids like Samuel L. Jackson, Barack Obama, you know, it's it's really quite yeah. nice to, um, to to explain to people, you know, that you can, yeah. that this isn't the end. You know, there's a lot of positives to this. Um, you know, yeah. Maya Angelou, obviously, um, who we always seem to use because she's you know, such a great you know, focus okay. for it. Um, yeah. But it's, um, I can't remember what I was going to say then. <laughs> but yeah, um one of the things that I always ask people uh, when the, is if there was one thing you could change about the kinship journey or kinship in general, um, what would it be uh, like in regards to the journey? Or, oh my gosh. You can only have There's one. There's so much. There's, There's so, so much, much, but you can only have one. Okay. If, if I could only have one, I would want everyone to know what kinship care is and I would want them to get equitable support as foster parents without having to go through the foster system necessarily because that's not whatever it wants to do and it's also a very complicated system to navigate at times so equitable financial supports for kinship caregivers that's the ultimate goal until we get to that goal we need to inform caregivers their rights when they're taking the child into their care oftentimes they're not given the options they might have an open case 
with child welfare and then they take custody and it's a closed case. And then afterwards they realize they're not eligible for any of these benefits and everything is income based, not related to being a kinship caregiver. And it's really sad to see when caregivers aren't given the information that they ought to be given because it's such a life decision and so many caregivers are already financially in a vulnerable place. So both the equitable financial aspect and until we can get there, knowing, letting caregivers know what their rights and their options are when they're taking a child into care. Yeah, I I would, me personally as a kinship carer, I'd absolutely agree with, with that, especially in regards to getting that information uh, of, you know, you wouldn't, it's such a massive decision. Like for us, I mean, as a family, we we have a thing called a special guardianship order, so we have a lot more power. But what we didn't realize is that because of that, we sort of taken out of the sort of umbrella of help. So there were certain benefits yeah. that we automatically lost, which, you know, we, we could have helped us a lot. But, you know, it's it was a flip, it was a t- a flip of a coin as to what you do. Um, have you uh, obviously here in the UK, we do like Kinship Care Week. You do obviously you yeah. say your two day to uh, events. Do you do Kinship Care Week in the, in the US or is that like we just do. us? Yeah. Yes, there's September is Kinship Care Month, and then there's a Kinship Care Day, I think, September 10th. Um, our support group, we do an annual picnic for Kinship Care Month, um, and it's like one of our annual get-togethers. And I call it a celebration because we want to celebrate kinship families and all the strengths they bring and, like, the beauty of people coming together and just being able to, you know, empower each other, connect with one another, so... Our picnic is a really fun way to celebrate that and let caregivers get a break because we provide childcare and food and all of that. And then there's also advocacy opportunities. There's a march on the Capitol in Ohio, uh, September 6th, just to advocate for the rights of kinship caregivers within the government. So that's really cool. So yeah, we do celebrate Kinship Care Month here as well, which is a great month. No, it, it is. We do. Um, we we were doing we're hopefully going to be doing sort of like a little flash mob um around liverpool to try and get the uh, get people to acknowledge it and we're trying to if it, it, it uh, we try and bring you know obviously because we've got a lot of kids younger kids uh, it's you kind of try and make them aware of things like batman and peter parker and paddington yes. even is a kinship kid and it's like bringing yes. in those little things like we go around the town with paddington and things like that so yeah. it's um it's it's nice to do those things and I just I, I put in my email to you like celebrate probably not the right word but you actually made it no, it, it, it it is quite a celebration of what we're doing and yeah. we do deserve that and obviously everyone else does. Um, the last thing, uh, just in regards to the end, is um, in your TED talk and I love your TED talk and I will be putting that oh, on the link because it really was great. It was it was great to hear someone talking about it and you talk about uh, Lilo and Stitch. And I, yeah. my my daughter is absolutely obsessed. If I showed you a room, it's literally Stitch all all around. Oh my gosh! No um, way! <laughs> and I'd never realised that that was a kinship story. But and it's surprising. Obviously, they're doing the remake. I think it's next year, the year, the year after. And it'd be interesting to sort of contact someone high up to say, "Well, are you going to actually use that word?" Because it's very rare that they actually do. Um, yeah. No one actually uses that in any media apart oh. from. Um, Luna Gale, I think it is called the the play. Um, Luna Dune, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, they never use that word kinship, so it'd be nice for them to acknowledge that. You know, everything else I seems to be kind of getting that. updated. It would be nice for them to do that. Um, yeah, but... maybe I'll have to try try seeing who I can get in contact with. <laughs> you know, what's funny, like watching TV and the media. When you have the perspective of kinship care, you see it everywhere because 
people love to put it in their stories and people's storylines. Like they lost their parents, now they're being raised by a family member, but they do never use the word kinship. So it's everywhere, but at the same time, no one realizes that it's everywhere until you start looking for you, it. You don't. I um, was recently, you know, used to hit like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, I've watched that for many years and didn't realize that yeah. I'm basically Uncle Phil. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'm looking after my, my nephew and, and trying to get him you know, get them through up until 18 and things like that. So, it, yeah, it's surprising how often it's used. I would say yeah. Batman and Peter Parker and Dorothy. Dorothy from Wizard of Oz is raised by her uncle. Um, yeah. So it's 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 surprising. I wish they would use kinship a bit more. You know, they could easily yeah. just slot that in somewhere. Um, so, um, well, really, thank you very much for your... Uh, do you have any uh, anything coming up in sort of the next couple of weeks that you'd like to promote or... Uh, uh-huh. I would say definitely if you haven't watched the TED Talk, I would love for you to take 15 minutes to watch that. I mean, I kind of poured my heart and soul of kinship into 15 minutes, which was really hard, but I just wanted people to be able to step into the perspective of a caregiver, and I really think that's what's missing, that perspective shift. And until people who aren't caregivers can imagine what it could be like, that's maybe the first start of raising awareness on this issue. But, yeah, I'm excited for all the things to come. Our group is growing hopefully and uh we'll be working with um the grand family kinship family support network um hopefully soon within this next coming year so even if you just are looking for resources as a caregiver feel free to visit our website some of it is ohio specific but there's a lot of it that isn't um so yeah thank you it was really great conversation i feel like we could keep talking forever oh probably could we probably talk about kinship and all the aspects but really thank you and good luck with everything you do thank you you as well thank you um right i'll just make sure that that's recorded otherwise we're going to do it all again uh yeah that's fine uh sorry I, you can cut the part of me in the beginning no, that, 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 i just wanted to make sure <laughs> that's fine it, it it did it automatically i should have said at the beginning that it was going to do it automatically but really yeah thank okay. you for that it's it it was interesting listening to the ted talk and i've, I've sent it to everyone to say as you say it's only it's only 15 minutes you know it's it's not and as you say even if it's ohio it's still it's it was exactly our story so it wasn't like you're sitting there going oh this is american why would we it's 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 a universal experience yeah yeah for sure but yeah and like as there's not many podcasts for kinship care i think there was maybe only one other ted talk on kinship care when I i had put mine together so it's definitely just in need of bringing it to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's things like that. Like the, you know, I'm obviously writing this book at the moment, and I'm, yeah. it, it's still in in very early stages. But it's it, when I actually went, there's only one other book, and again, they don't mention kinship care. It's by an yeah. author called Kerry Fisher, called Another okay. Woman's Child, and it's it's a great kinship story. And I remember emailing her to say, "Why didn't you use the word kinship?" She said she didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Um, wow. And it was like okay, and she just came from it from the point of view of stepping in, and you know, yeah, because there there's nothing about the legal aspects. Well, of that's it. what we need. We need like stories, you know, like people who are living through it telling their story. I mean, obviously, I'm not a caregiver myself, so I'm have a different connection to it. I still have seen it differently, but I haven't, you know, taken on a child, obviously. So, like, I just think having people who have done that telling their story is so important and there's so many threads that can be tied in but I mean I'm like in the social work world and there's like academic books on kinship care 
which is helpful. But I think we also need the voices of caregivers out yeah. there so, you know, people can realize they're not alone in all of the complexities that come along with it too. No, absolutely. But as it's uh is it is it 10 a.m. with with you? I couldn't quite figure out the time, but so that was our interview. I think I, sh- I, I I think we probably could have talked for hours, um, just in regards to what kinship is and everything else. It was a really nice thing to to to, to hear her. Uh, as I say, her website, which is kinshipcaregiversconnect.com, very great site. They do a lot of of good work with with their people. And as I say, it's not it, although a lot of the laws and things and uh, thing and help and guide and you know, a lot of it is based in the US and obviously Ohio, but there's a lot of the emotional support, the the psychological support, which is there, um, which is which is great. And I say, I would recommend having a look at that. Uh, so that's all from me. As always, if you want to touch with us, the easiest way is through our social media, through the Facebook, Instagram, through the two versions of the Twitter, uh, or any other way through the uh, email. I say, I'll be putting all the links to the TED Talk, to our website, and obviously through ourselves. If you have any comments, you know, if you are, you know, someone who is in any other group in kinship, whether it's in the UK, around the world, you do want to have a chat, please let me know. It'd be always nice to hear what pe- other people are doing. Gives us all information, um, gives us all ideas, which is always good, especially when we've got Kinship Care Week coming up, um, which which is always good. And we'll obviously have, a, we'll have you an update once we've got all our plans in place. So as always, thank you very much for listening. My name's Dave, and you've been listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast.